Who goes into a river which is over flooding and you put your feet there? Okay, at least for Moses it was different. The Lord said, point your, raise your staff. And he had to stand fast until God had done his part and the water had parted. Then now they, all they had to do was walk. But this time, the Lord is saying, you go into the water. Do you have an idea what that means? To walk into the Red Sea and into the Jordan? Do you know what that means? Let us try. Just go to the Nile here. You go in first. You see, eh? You go in. Put your feet. But that's exactly what the Lord said. He said, the moment your feet touch the water, it will part. This is my request to you. The Lord has been talking to you. It is between you and God. Take that first initial step of faith and stop doubting the voice of God. I know you could be doubting. You, you, many people always say, but is that the voice of God or not? Only God could give you an instruction as clear as that. If you can remember it up to this moment, that's the Lord. Because you can't remember how many thoughts you process in an hour. You can't remember all of them. And yet, the Lord gave you a clear instruction. Take that step of faith. Take it. You have to trust God somehow. It is what completes the cycle. You have to. You just have to. You know, when the Lord said to me about ministry in Nairobi, I'll tell you what I did. When, because I knew what God had said to me, I put Harriet on a bus. I said, Harriet, get on a bus. Go to Nairobi, find me a place to preach. She got on the bus, she went to Nairobi. When she's in Nairobi, she got in touch, I think, with some pastor. Now, that night, while she was there, I didn't know her trouble. The Lord speaks to me in the night and says, that pastor she has gone to meet is lying to her. Tell her to jump on the bus and come back. I called her, I said, that pastor is lying. Get on the bus and come back. She gets on the bus and comes back. Then the next time now, that's when we get Ada and, and Mr. Lesale. But for me, it was entirely out of faith. I went to Nairobi not expecting that there's going to be a big meeting. I did not go expecting anything. All I know is that God says, I want you in Nairobi. My job is to go. What he chooses to do, I don't really care. That's how I operate, by the way. If the Lord tells me right now, get up and go to Kitgum, I will meet you there, I will go. I will not say, uh, I will, either it's a bus or it's a border, I will go. Because the Lord has said to me that I meet him where? In Kitgum. The first time I went with Harriet, we went to minister in Karamoja. All I heard the Lord say to me is that, go to Moroto, I'll find you there. I said, okay, no problem. I said, God says we go to Moroto. We drove to Moroto. I had no instruction. We were going for a home mission. I had no instructions. I knew nothing. They asked me, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. And it was true. I said, but when I get there, he will talk to me. When I go to Karamoja, the Lord spoke to me that same night. He downloaded for me the entire history of the family and how they had killed people and how that same land where we are going to pray for, where they wanted me to pray, there were over a thousand dead bodies down there because it was a battleground. So I kept quiet with my secret. So when I go to the ground, I tell them, tell me what is wrong with this place. They were first of all hesitant. Ah, you know, this place, it is our land. Government stole it. And the Lord said to me, first of all, government didn't steal your land. A family member sold your land. And they said, hmm? I said, yes. And I said, and another thing is that there is blood on this land right here where I was standing. Then they began to open up. And they said, oh, you know, it is true. There is blood here. There is blood under. There is blood um, people. Um, there's, there's lots of blood and people, there was a battle here. Until you take a certain corresponding action, you may end up waiting a little bit longer for the Lord. 
One time, I remember, I don't know what lady I told, she was supposed to give out some, she was supposed to give out some clothes or whatever, and shoes. And the Lord said to me, this woman here, I want to bless her, but tell her. The Lord even told me the clothes in her closet. I said, go pick them. She, I think she had red shoes. The Lord said to me, tell her to put them in a cavera, let her go and stand. There's a particular point the Lord told me. City Square. And the Lord said to me, let her be there by, I think by midday, somebody is coming to pick them from her. I have sent somebody to come to pick those things. I don't know what she did. Then she, I think she called me and said, oh, you know, MOG, there's a way I got busy. I said, don't call me again. Don't call me again. You were supposed to go and you're supposed to be there by midday. So in other words, her disobedience cost her. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yes. Is that sometimes the things of God, they will not make sense to you. You will have a vision in the night and the Lord says to you, I want you to apply for a Swedish visa. Then you begin to say, oh, you know, MOG, I had this dream. I, had, I was at the embassy of Sweden applying for a visa. Why are you coming to me? But the action is clear. You understand? Whether you have got a plan of going there or you don't, okay, go and apply for the thing. That's what God is saying. Apply for it. You just don't know where a door will open from. Because it, because it could be that that's where God is taking you. But now for you, you had a dream. Now you're here. I know. I know you're culprit. There are people here. You're seated. You're about 15. You had those same dreams. And you are there. You are applying for the visa. Now here you are. You're looking at me. You're saying, oh Lord, I have been praying. What are you praying about? Go apply for the thing. If the grace is still there, apply for the thing. Then wait. Wait. But you see, let it be that the delay is on God's side, not on your side. So you can't be here saying, oh Lord, I want to go to Canada. I want to go to Canada. And you've never, you know nothing about the Canadian embassy. You know nothing about the immigration policy. You know nothing. You're here seated. You're saying, I want to go to Canada. You think it works like that? You think Canada is going to come here? No, it's a country. You have to go there. You see what I'm talking about? You must go there. There has to be a corresponding action. And it comes on your side, not the other way around. Now, we took a prophetic action when? Was it last Sunday? You, 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 you talked about nations, right? So let me, let me just ask one small question. How many of you took a corresponding action? You look at them. Only you? Only him? Ah, you see? Only a few people. What, 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 the rest are waiting for what? You're waiting for a grader? You think that God is going to come with a grader and get you and move you? It doesn't happen like that in heaven. The Lord just waits for, okay, fine, she has asked. Does she have the faith for it? Last week we were drawing a difference between you praying and believing. So what have you done about it? What have you done? What have you done? For example, regarding the job the Lord has spoken to you about, what have you done about it? I kept telling you what Lesale did. For him, he went and packed in the, in the organization and said, this is my parking slot. From this day henceforth, I will be parking here. And he began reading newspapers. He was the first in the parking lot. But 2018, the Lord spoke to me. And I knew in my spirit that this, we are going to get a very big job. But that big job required that we set up, we expand, we expand the company. And um, I approached some people. Um, they were also members of the ministry. I said, look here. I said, I want to dispose of 20% shares in the company. If only you can give me $20,000 because I want to just to expand. It's just for operations, really. I said, and he said to me, why? I said, because I perceive in my spirit, there's a big job coming. It's very, very big, but it requires that we expand. They didn't believe me. Six months down the road, they didn't believe me. I told Mr. Lesale, well, they didn't believe me. Now you need to find money 
look for money elsewhere. And can I tell you, eight months later, the job came. And the job was worth $500,000. Now, they remembered that I had approached them, but it was too... No, 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 too small. It was four late. You see, eh? It was, it, it was just four late. You, you get, eh? Because I knew and I told him. I told him, we need to prepare. I, I, I know it. I told him, I can see it like this. I said, I see it like this. Let's prepare. So what do you see in the spirit? What is it? And the Lord speaks to you. You see yourself and you see yourself in Canada and you are there. And then you say, I had a vision. I was in Canada. What have you done about it? That's the question. What have you done about it? Is that God won't push you. Let us be believers who believe. Let's not be unbelieving believers. But let's be believers who really believe and are willing to take that step of faith. That's what you should be. Because, you know, I've told you this before. I told you this last Sunday. Is that praying 95% of your time and you do nothing, you're equivalent to that woman who is in the bedroom saying, Lord, I want a child. A child without a man? You think you are Mary? You think that you are Mary? Jesus came. There is no other Jesus coming out of you. There is only one Jesus, and he came already. You see, so what is it? I think that if you, if you even stopped praying, okay, if you stopped praying today and chose to take action, take a step of faith regarding the things which you have been asking for, I call that faith. Cease praying. How long have you been praying since the year began? And the thing about born again is that we pray over the same thing every day, and we call that faith. We say, I am praying. I am believing God. Saying the same thing every day is believing. No, it's not. It's extreme unbelief. It's extreme unbelief. How about you take a step of faith? That is it. That is it. Now, you, you women, sorry, I have to say this. I have to say this. You here, you're not married, you're praying to God to give you a husband, then you wake up every morning, you put on your maternity dress, and go outside there. <laughs> so you're, you're thinking, so you're thinking that somebody's son wants to see a person in a maternity what? Dress. But you're out there on the street, and you're very happy with yourself. Me, I like it. It is called free wear, free wear, free wear. Free wear. Mm, you're walking around, free wear. You think that's what this, somebody's son wants to see? You think his mother has told him, go and look for free wear? No. no. For him, he knows if it is free wear. You're a mother. You're a mother and you're breastfeeding. And they know it. But, mm, 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 mm. So even if you see him, she, she sees you at the petrol station like Sandra, and you're smiling from here to here. She says, mm, mm, that one, she's breastfeeding. But you're a believer. Are you praying? Yes, even fire spitting. And you're saying, Lord, may the angels locate me. Today, today, my husband should locate me. That witchcraft of yours. My husband should locate me today, today. In a Gomesi, really? Whose son are you going to convince like that? Let, let's be frank. Now, so are you, there is also taking a, 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 may the Holy Spirit lead you in the right corresponding action. These are things, you maternity. Venice is okay putting on this dress. Do you know what? Venice has a husband 
and three children, and she's not looking. Furnace is sorted. So furnace is okay. Ada, it's okay. Janet, it's okay. And even you? No. Even you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm being frank with you. Sometimes we become so insensitive in the spirit that we take the Lord for granted. You just don't walk around like that. Even let the Holy Spirit teach you how to walk. Don't just walk like a bull. You can't just be stiff. And the man thinks, ah, this one is a fighter. You walk on nicely. Hmm? So may God teach you. Be nice. Eh? Learn. You know, corresponding actions may need you changing a lot of things. It, it's faith. That's what they call faith. It may mean you giving, bring all your gandula, bring them here. We do missions, we shall take them. Even the shoe you put on matters. You can't put on a shoe, two left shoes. It's totally wrong. It's wrong. We, I know we laugh about these things, but this is the reality. You know? Your hair, you can't afford to just look for a... Fix it. If there's no money, improvise. But for God's sake, you look like a daughter of the Most High God. You know, there's, you know, there's something born against... You know, we compromise a lot. But me, me, he'll get me the way I am. No. No, 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 no. Nobody will get you the way you are. No. You stay with yourself. Yes. Because even, even a job, you have to adjust your CV, isn't it? Yes. You must be able to fit into the requirements. You can't be praying for God to send you a responsible man, and you're irresponsible. How can you have cracked feet? You're a girl. You have got rivers, gullies. You're a gully running from here to this side, river about what? No, it's unacceptable. Your corresponding action, it must look exactly like what you're expecting from the Lord. If you can adjust your CV, you can adjust how you look. If you don't know how to smile, go on YouTube. Take smiling lessons, it's true. Take smiling lessons. Teach yourself etiquette. I have been told that when you go to a restaurant, um, if you turn a spoon, is it a spoon? Or a fork, upside down. It means you're done eating, isn't it? They'll take your food. <laughs> Do they know me? You, before you attack the manager, your husband to be is sitting there quietly, politely. Kumbi, you had given him an image, but you're polite. Now you're the one, before you know it, you have grabbed the waiter. Before you know it, your blouse is torn. <laughs> you're in the restaurant. You will run from there, leaving the husband where? And that's Satan for you. He's, he's a very smart tactician. So, you are expecting to receive from God this week. If you're expecting to receive from God this week, May you be led by the Spirit to do the right thing at the right time. Here's the beauty about the Lord. The beauty about the Lord is that when he speaks about a matter, it means its conclusion has arrived. Be very careful when the Lord says nothing about, uh, about the situation. As a matter of fact, there be worried. I always say that the moment he touches something, I am so sure that it has come up in his presence and that you've been praying, and that the time for the deliverance has actually come. I think that we believers are ignorant a bit. Sometimes we, 
we, we take things um, we take things for granted, you know. That's why before you go for a mission, you have to pray, discern. So when you go, you know what to do. There's a family. You know, I, I have to tell you guys this testimony so you know that Satan is wicked. There's a family who are going for a mission and the Holy Spirit said to me clearly, he said, yeah, you will not eat. You will not eat. Not in that home. You won't even drink water. I told Harriet, tell them, we're not eating, we'll not drink water. Here in Tororo. You should hear the things happening in that home. Hey, so we go. I didn't know why the Lord said that. They were offended. They were so offended. But when I reached in that home, the Lord told me why. They had a brother in London, Mr. Arthur. He had just come off the train. He died mysteriously. They didn't tell me meanwhile. Then another one, that one I think died in 2000, 2003. Then another one died in... 2007. This guy died mysteriously. You wake up, you are dead. That's it. Just like that. Yes. You wake up and you're dead completely. So the, when the Lord began talking to me about these things, I, was, I said, no, but that's not the killer. The killer is when the Lord told me there's an animal which comes from a certain direction. Okay, it's like a cat. No, no, no. It's like um, as big as a hyena, but cries like a cat. But the Lord said to me, when it climbs on the house, the Lord showed me the house. He said, when it climbs on this house, when it begins to make noise, it makes noise like a cat. Everybody in the family, whether you're in London, and meanwhile, they're a big family. Some are in London, some are in Austria, Australia, the US, everybody falls sick at that same hour, that same day. Yes. Yes, that's how wicked Satan is. You're joking. I understood why. The, when the Lord was telling me that, meanwhile, as the Lord is talking to me, you know, because the Lord doesn't tell me to keep quiet. He's telling me to tell them. So as the Lord is telling me, I am telling them. As I'm telling them, shivers are running through my body. Because, <laughs> because for them, they don't see me. I'm seeing. I saw the thing. Extremely ugly, I said, oh my God. I understood why God, I was saying, Lord, this mission should end now. Because I'd never seen this amount of wickedness. Where everybody falls sick, over 100 people fall sick from all over. Whether you're a baby, whether you're old, whether you're a pastor, they have reverend, and they, everybody's sick. Same day, same time. Then, wait, that's easy. They have a borehole. They built a borehole behind the home. Ooh. They know that the moment it clocks midnight, you don't go to the borehole. Because they hear people, voices, pumping the water, they're not leaving. But they're conversing and they're laughing on top of their voices at the bowl. From midnight up to about 4 a.m. Now this is them telling us. My teeth began shaking. I said, this is wickedness. This, this is in Uganda, by the way. <laughs> this is in Uganda. This is in Uganda, Tororo here. As to show you how, how difficult the mission was, the Lord instructed us to sing. We worshipped from the time we got into the car up to the time we got back to Roro in the hotel. We were worshipping. Hallelujah! <laughs> up to the hotel. Then the next day, the Lord says, anoint their land. Now, first of all, the Lord showed me the neighbor. The neighbor down, the Lord said to me, eh, there's an athlete in this place. So the neighbor does 100 meters in five seconds. In the night, I said, ah. So when I pointed to them, I said, the neighbor there is an athlete. They burst up laughing because they knew. She's an old woman. She's an old woman, a grandmother. But Olympics, they will never catch her. 
100 meters, five seconds. As you're still there thinking she has passed, as you're turning like this, she has passed. So they told the story that the, grandma, the grandchild is the one who found out and said, ah, in the morning, Jaja is very cold, eh? Jaja is very cold. Kumbi, Jaja does, is a sprinter. 100 meters and 200 meters. So we leave that mission. That night we were praying. I said, Lord, these people, how are you going to release them? And the Lord gave me instructions for the man who had taken us there. Uh, so the next day when we go, now we are anointing. I told Pastor Isaac and Robert to anoint the land. So we, we, the family was following us. We were just anointing the ages of the land. As they were anointing the ages of the land, Pastor Isaac, I don't know what he had done. The thing hits Pastor Isaac. It is, a, it, you know, the heat of 3 p.m. We have just finished, and Pastor Isaac is feeling extremely cold. It is 3 p.m. It's extremely hot. The man is extremely cold. He went inside the car and closed all the windows, and the man is cold. I knew these are demons. I said, this one, take him to Kampala. I warned him. I told him, but Pastor, I warned you. The moment he crosses River Nile like this, huh? the man becomes fine. <laughs> he should have been here to tell you this testimony. The man becomes fine instantly. Wickedness. Don't joke with Satan. And, and I think why I'm telling you this is, uh, is because the Lord wants you to check your foundation, where you come from, your life. Because sometimes we're here and we are worried so much about uh, why things are not moving the way they should be moving. You receive prophetic words almost every other time, but for some reason, it's, it's, just, not, it's just not adding up. Hmm? It's just not adding up for you. And you're wondering what's happening to us. Just, just think about it. So now for you, um, you live your life recklessly. You think people at work are nice. Hmm? You are thinking that everybody in the office likes you. Do you have any idea where they go in the night? Do you know what they do in the night? Do you know how many pipes they smoke in the night? Huh? And you're in senior positions. Do you know how many one that position you are in? Do you have an idea how many? You are joking. It's why you need God. It's why you need to hear your instructions from God every day regarding your workplace. God should tell you, how should I pray? You cannot be seated here and you've never anointed your office. Anoint your office almost every day. Anoint it. Have a day where you dedicate your office to the Lord every week. Have a day. Have a day. We are believers, come on, people. But if you don't take a corresponding action and you're saying, Lord, protect and preserve my office, how is he going to do that? Have you anointed the place? Anoint the place. The kingdom of darkness, when you anoint, they see fire. That's what they see. They see fire. Anoint your desk. These tea girls here who come, you think they are nice. I made you tea. You make the tea yourself. Can't you make it? What is inside your tea? Hmm? That's tough food you like. You like. You, why can't you go and serve it yourself? Why can't you serve it yourself? And even ask God, should I be eating this food? If God says don't, don't. Control your appetite. Why should you die because of your stomach? Eh? If God says don't eat it, because it, it could be do you really think that if a witch doctor is the cook at your office, that you're not defiled? You are defiled by default. Whether you're a born 